A Wish in the Dark by Christina Soon Tornba. Chapter 9. Pong tried to dart around the woman, but she blocked him with her stomach and whacked him on the head with a basket of sticky rice. Bare feet padded across the temple floor as the half dozen monks rushed toward them and clustered around in a semicircle. What's going on, Miss Viboon? asked one of the younger monks. Mrs. Viboon bowed respectfully to each of them. My husband forgot to bring the rice when he brought your breakfast this morning, she said, swinging the sticky rice and nearly clocking Pong in the face with it again. When I got here, I caught this boy taking this food, the meal we prepared for you, and when I questioned him, he lied to me. He told me that you gave it to him. The monks stared at Pong, tilted their shaved heads at him in confusion. They parted to let an old monk with a walking stick stand in front of them. His robes were darker, a reddish brown, and his bald head was speckled with moles. Mrs. Baboon bowed again, even lower this time. Father Cham, I am very sorry for disturbing your morning prayers, but this boy, he said you told him he could have this food. I can tell he's lying. Can you imagine stealing and lying inside the temple? The old man looked at Pong curiously. Pong had never spoken with a monk before, but he knew that monks fasted each day from noon until sunrise the next day. They prepared no meals themselves and depended on other people to feed them. Mrs. Baboon was trying to shame him, but he didn't plan to stick around long enough for that. He searched for an opening where he could make a quick run for it. Just as he was ready to bolt, the old monk stepped in front of him, blocking his way with the walking stick. It was such a quick motion for an old man that it startled Pong, and he dropped the precious pork skewers onto the dusty floor. Now, now, said Father Chan calmly. You didn't do what I asked, did you, child? Well, uh, what? squeaked Pong. I, I don't know what you mean. I told you to make an offering plate for the graveyard first. Then you may take food for yourself. But I see you haven't made the offering yet, have you? Pong blinked up at him, confused. He tried to squirm away, but the man somehow got in front of him again. Father Cham clucked his tongue and shook his head at Mrs. Baboon. I did tell him he could eat this food, but clearly he was in too much of a hurry to listen to all of my instructions. Oh, said Mrs. Baboon, I see. Well, I thank you for alerting me, Mrs. Baboon. I will see that he learns his lesson. The monk looked down at Pong, his eyes, his dark eyes stern. Because of your mistake, you will come with me to pray that you learn to listen, and you will be the last to eat. I, but what? Don't argue with Father Cham, scolded Mrs. Baboon. You're lucky that he wants to teach you to be a good boy. If it were me, I would have have whipped you. The old monk took hold of Pong's shoulder as he smiled at her. Thank goodness we have you to look after us, madam. Thank your husband for this food. Tell him to come to the temple tomorrow for a special blessing. Come along, my boy. He led Pong past the other monks who seemed as confused as Pong himself. Pong shuffled his feet, trying to keep up with the old man. Father Cham hummed as he led Pong away from the hall and up the steps of another open-air building. The monk settled himself into a low chair at the front of the room and shut his eyes. Pong looked over his shoulder. He could still see the other monks and Mrs. Baboon, who had started serving food to them. They were busy now. Pong could break away from this old man if he had to, and no one would catch him. But instead of running, he found himself kneeling down in front of Father Cham. Pong pressed his hands together and bowed his 
forehead to his thumbs. He cracked one eye open and looked around. Behind Father Cham, a gold statue of Buddha glowed in the light of dozens of little flames that danced on the top of thin sticks. More fire. Pong's pulse galloped as he waited for the old monk to finish his prayers. What was he going to do? What was going to happen now? Why had Father Cham lied about the food to that woman? Pong had always been taught that monks never lie. Finally, the old man opened his eyes. He settled his hands in his laps and smiled. What is your name? He asked. Pong, father, sir, did they tell you your last name at Nam Wan? A shiver ran across Pong's shoulders. He hid his hand behind his back, even though it was much too late for that now. I know what you're thinking, Pong blurted out, rubbing his thumb over his tattoo, but you're mistaken. My mother and I were both released fair and square, but there was a mix-up and the warden forgot to fix my tattoo. My mother was going to take me back there to have it fixed, but we got separated. I'm on my way to the sea to meet up with her now. The lies kept coming out, pouring out of Pong's mouth like water from a pitcher. Father Cham listened quietly, nodding as lie after lie tumbled forth. At no point did he stop Pong, even when the lies turned wild and outlandish. A hot, angry knot started forming in Pong's stomach. He was a runaway and a thief and a liar, and if there was a word for someone who disrespects a monk in his own temple, he was that too. It all happened so fast. In the span of a few days, Pong had become exactly what the governor said he was. He jumped to his feet and took a step back. Standing up over a seated monk was the height of disrespect, but Pong was too far gone for that to matter now. I know what you're going to do, he, he said, his voice tre trembling. You're going to call the police to send me back, but it won't work. I'm never going back to Nam Wan, and no one can make me. Send you back, said Father Chan calmly. Of course I wouldn't do such a thing. You said yourself you'd been released fair and square, so it would be a waste of time to send you back. Pong paused. I don't believe you. Father Cham shrugged. What you believe is up to you. You are free to go and meet up with your mother, of course. But I would prefer to send you on your way with a full stomach and a blessing. Pong stared at the monk. Father Cham didn't look like anyone else Pong had ever met. For one thing, he was older than anyone Pong had ever seen. Even his ears were wrinkled. But there was something else that Pong couldn't quite name. Something bright and serene danced in his eyes, like the strange flames on the sticks near the altar. A blessing? Pong asked. Father Cham smiled, his wrinkles deepening. Yes, it will bring good luck on your journey to meet your mother. Before Pong realized what he was doing, he had sunk to his knees on the carpet again. Father Cham reached for a small, lacquered set of drawers. He opened one of the drawers and took out a roll of white string and a pair of scissors. The old man measured out a length of string and cut it. He held it between his palms and said a prayer. Then he tied the string around Pong's left wrist. As he did so, he said, May you never step in a snake's nest. Father Cham blessed and tied a dozen more bracelets around Pong's left wrist, plus a couple on his right to balance it out. The old man's blessings were varied and strange. May you never get food poisoning from raw chicken. And 
May wasps never sting the palms of your hands or the bottoms of your feet. And others all very specific and related to things that seemed unlikely to ever happen in the first place. There, said the old man, sitting back with his, on his heels with a satisfied smile. You see, lots of good luck. Pong turned his arm over. A thick cuff of white string bracelets circled his left wrist. His tattoo was completely concealed. You say you are meeting your mother at the sea? Father Cham asked. Pong nodded sheepishly, wondering if the monk suspected that he'd made it up. Well, it's several weeks' walk to the sea from here. Without a boat ticket, you'd have to walk around the mountains. It could be a difficult journey for someone so young. Pong frowned. Walking around the mountains meant taking the road. It meant passing through villages and people asking questions. Or, said Father Cham, looking as if he had just had a sudden idea, you could stay here at the temple. We could try to get word to your mother, telling her to meet you here instead. Pong looked up into the old man's eyes. And, Father Cham nodded to, the, to Pong's left wrist, while you are here, if any of those bracelets pop off, I can easily give you new ones to replace them. But the choice is yours. I would never make the decision for you. Pong ran a finger over the bracelets. He tried to get the image of the blue ocean back in his mind, but he couldn't picture it for some reason. He suddenly felt overwhelmingly tired and hungry, hungrier than he had ever been before. It would be safe here. He could rest and eat and then keep heading south in a few days. Maybe I could stay, he said, for a little while. Excellent. Father Cham tapped one finger to his chin. I told Mrs. Vaboon that you would start, that you would learn a lesson. I think I know the perfect lesson to start with. What's that, Father? The old man grinned. How to choose the best dipping sauce for grilled pork.